Thank you for downloading a Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan. Hi, I'm Tim Donnelly. Welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us today. Of all the sayings of Jesus, this is probably the one that has most people scratching their head. Alec has a passion for pursuing truth, practicing tolerance, and promoting critical thinking. An author and a speaker, you can find out more about Alec and his resources at www.alexmcclellan.com. 2,000 years ago, Jesus' life and teaching caused conflict, controversy, and confusion. And it seems not much has changed. Sure, you can pick out pieces you like about Jesus, but what do you say when he puts himself on a par with God? Where do you go when Jesus said, it's my way or the highway? On today's program, Alex shares one of Jesus Christ's most controversial messages that is critical to the gospel. John chapter 14 verse 6 carries these famous words from the mouth of Jesus. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Powerful words, particularly when we understand the context of when these words were delivered. In John chapter 14, this was a very significant time in the lives of the disciples. Jesus is speaking to them in the upper room and he's speaking in the shadow of the cross. The crucifixion is around the corner and this is probably one of the most difficult times in the lives of the disciples. They're struggling to to make sense of what is going on. They're feeling the pressure. The intensity of the religious opposition is at its peak where the religious leaders are looking for any way to get hold of Jesus and get rid of him. The disciples are tired, they're confused, and Jesus wants to communicate to them words of encouragement, that if they trust in Jesus, they're trusting in God. And this was a difficult concept for them to grasp. John chapter 14 verse 1, listen to the first verse in chapter 14. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus putting himself on a par with God. In fact, listen to verse 7. Jesus said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. These words for the disciples were so difficult for them to grasp because Jesus was putting himself on a par with God. And this was not something that you would do. Why? Well, this was blasphemy. Earlier on in John's Gospel, chapter 8, Jesus took the the name that was revered and respected and used for God alone, the title I Am, and he took it upon himself. Well, what was the response? They wanted to pick up stones there and then to stone him and kill him. This was blasphemy. So Jesus is speaking to his disciples And he's putting himself on a par with God, that he is God, that they can trust in God by trusting in him. And that these words are designed to encourage them at the time of their deepest need. Now, These claims, as I said, were difficult. The disciples had no category for this. But Jesus was vindicated after he died when he rose again from the dead. 
So let's look at his words in John chapter 14, verse 6, where he said, first of all, I am the way. I am the way. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. My way. Made famous, not by me, unsurprisingly, but by Frank Sinatra. What is curious about this song, My Way, is it is one of the most popular songs for funerals. And the reason this is so shocking is because my way is the antithesis of Christianity. Jesus said, I am the way. Any other way is the wrong way because Jesus is the only way. Now, this claim that Jesus made was unique. It was different from other religions, other religious figures. If you think about Hinduism or Buddhism or Islam, you have revered religious figures and these religious figures would uh, point the way until they were dead and buried. Jesus didn't just point the way. He said, I am the way. And when he was dead and buried, he rose again from the dead. Jesus did something unique that has never been seen in history. In different religions, they point in different directions. What's our inclination? The Bible says is to go our own way. That's our natural desire, to go whatever way is most comfortable for us. What is surprising about the Christian religion for so many people to follow Jesus is that Jesus says, you know what, this is not going to be comfortable. This is going to be uncomfortable. This is not going to be easy. This is going to be difficult. Jesus said, if you follow me, you're not choosing the path of least resistance. You're choosing the road less traveled. But it's the way you have to go because it's the only way to get where you need to go. Jesus said, I am the way. Next, he said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Cheryl and I have three children. Our first two, our eldest, are Sophia and Mariah. And when we had two children, Sophia and Mariah, we had a name picked out in case number three ever came along. We picked out the word Aletheia. We love that word. It's a Greek word that means truth. And we thought Sophia, Mariah and Aletheia. It's got a nice ring to it. Well, number three did come along, but it was a little boy. And we figured out he wouldn't appreciate the name Aletheia. And so Asher made his appearance. But we still love that word, Aletheia, which means truth. And this is the word that John uses in his gospel, chapter 14, verse 6, when he said, Jesus said, I am the truth. The word is Aletheia. What does it mean to say something is true? What does truth really mean? How would you define that? Well, I think the easiest way to define it in a common sense way is that truth is what corresponds to reality. Truth lines up with the world the way it really is. And some important things about truth, number one would be truth is immutable. Truth doesn't change. What's true is true. You know, you can't make something true by really, really wanting it to be true. You can't make something not true by really not wanting it to be true. 
Whatever is true is true, independent of you. Truth is not the result of a popularity contest. Truth is absolute. It corresponds to reality. What's true is true for everyone. There's no such thing as relative truth or my truth. You can have your opinion, you can have a belief, but you cannot have your truth. What's true is true for everyone. And this word aletheia has another important concept, and that is of uh, being revealed. It's truth that is accessible, it's within reach. When Jesus came to teach, his teaching was out in the open for people to hear it, to understand it, and to grasp it. Jesus said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth. And then he said this, I am the life. I am the life. Sometimes people say those who are heavenly minded are no earthly good. As if Christians just live with their head stuck in the clouds. They're no good for here and now on earth. But we need to shatter that misconception. You see, those who actually live life from a heavenly perspective are a lot of earthly good. We could do with a lot more of them. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And the word that he uses here means the complete fullness of life. This is the antithesis of death. And so we want to enjoy and appreciate the value of living life from a heavenly perspective. When you become a Christian, when you decide to follow Jesus, you enter into a relationship with the living God. You rediscover what your purpose is, and it starts now. It's not some kind of fire insurance for the future. It's a life that starts today and lasts for all eternity. You live life in relationship with the creator of the universe. You live as part of the family of God. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. That means that it's going to be difficult, as I said earlier. Jesus said, you follow me, you choose not the path of least resistance, but the road less travelled. And yet we know that that is a wise decision for eternity. The words of martyred Christian missionary Jim Elliot are so significant here. He was a man who went to South America with a group of others to reach some unreached people, to share the good news of the gospel, to share about Jesus. And he was martyred and killed for his faith. And yet before he died, Jim Elliot said this, he said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Echoing the words of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, where Jesus said, if anyone is willing to lose his life, they'll find it. Anyone who's willing to lose his life will find it. And so it's living life with that heavenly perspective for now, but also for all eternity. And yet C.S. Lewis had something very interesting and enlightening where he said, if you aim at heaven, you get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, you get neither. If you aim at heaven, you get earth thrown in. If you aim at earth, you get neither. C.S. Lewis, on his journey to Christianity, when he came to the point where he realised that there is a God, he describes this part of his spiritual journey as one where he was a reluctant convert. He was kicking and screaming. He was looking for an escape, looking for any other direction. But the truth of this drew him in. It was inescapable. So he made that decision in a reluctant way. And yet what his what is his autobiography called? Surprised by 
joy. Lewis made the commitment first and the joy came later. Well, finally, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, no one comes to the Father except through me. Something that's viewed as too restrictive or too narrow. I always think it's interesting that in a, in a physical context, exclusive truth claims are often well received. For example, think about someone who went to the doctor and doctor said, I've got some bad news and some good news. The bad news is you've got a serious life-threatening condition. The good news, there's a way we can treat this. Can you imagine the patient saying, but why is there only one way? The patient would be delighted there is a way. In the spiritual realm, the Bible says, we are facing a serious life-threatening condition, not to do with this life, but to do with our eternal life. But the good news is, there is a way that we can respond to this problem and find a solution. And Jesus said, I am the way. No one goes to the Father except through me. And so to say, why is there only one way is the wrong question. We ought to be thankful that there is a way. And that is the good news of the gospel. For Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have that relationship, celebrate it today. Be prepared to share it with someone else. And if you're listening to this and you don't have the relationship, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He died for you. And for you to simply respond to God and say, God, I'm sorry for all the things I've done wrong, things that would separate me from you. I believe that Jesus died for me and that he rose again from the dead to conquer death. Would you forgive me, God, and welcome me back into your family? Today could be the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you for joining us. You can find out more about Alec and his resources at alexmcclellan.com. That's www.alexmcclellan.com. I'm Tim Donnelly, and thanks for listening to A Jigsaw Guide to Life with Alec McClellan.